Hi, this is uh, Ross Payton with uh, Role Playing Public Radio, uh, a proud and new member of the Goblin Broadcast Network. Way to kick it down a notch there, Ross. And uh, this is, uh, yes, and this is episode seven, Adult Themes and Situations. Oh, lucky seven, so uh, this one's bound to be a success because of that number alone. Yeah, I mean, we're just right after the holidays, and I know everyone, you know, when you think about holidays, you start thinking about adult themes and situations. And podcasts. Yes. So uh, here we are. Of course, we got a little... uh, um, you know, just done with the holidays, had a good holiday season. Uh, I had a profitable holiday season, I'll oh, say Oh, really? That. Uh, how'd you make out? Well, about 1200 in cash. Wow. Yeah, 400 bucks in Best Buy gift certificates and 100 bucks in Barnes & Noble gift certificates. Got a nice loaded family there, Tom. Hey, don't hate me because I'm rich. <laughs> All right. And I got I got sweaters. I got sweaters and <laughs> Wow, that sucks. <laughs> Whatever. It's all good. Cuz uh we had a good session. We had we've had some good gaming over the holidays. Uh, F- we had F and F and A, man. Yeah, we had um Delta Green Eyes Only and Night on Owls had Mountain which of course you can listen to on our podcast. Uh, those last episode or last entry on our uh, RSS Yeah, I noticed we've had no comments yet, so I'm going to I'm going to take that out to you're still recovering from New Year's. You know, so, but the drinks have faded now. It's time to comment, right? <laughs> well, to be fair, we did have one uh, 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 listener comment on the MySpace blog. Did you know that the MySpace has a blog? I did know that, Ross. It's the MySpace. It's not MySpace. It's the MySpace. Stop being an ass. Seriously. <laughs> no one likes you, Ross. All right. Um, so anyways, yeah, uh, and we're also, I'm starting up a new campaign, GURPS. Uh, we're doing a Majestic 12-themed uh, kind of uh, take on Delta Green modern horror, except that this time the players are working for Majestic Twelve and they're uh, fighting, you know, Cthulhu mythos infested terrorists and terrorist organizations. That's right, terrorists and magic. Yep, <laughs> damn dirty terrorists with their hopper geometric formula. Damn, we gonna take them down. Nine Euclidean geometry, I hates them. America will not back down from terror. Yep. Anyways, uh, also, I uh, got some writing done this weekend, or this holiday season. Uh, Monsters and Other Childish Things, a RPG we've promoted, I've talked about it on the podcast before. I've uh, written one of the first uh, campaign settings for it, and it's going to be published by Arc Dreams uh, Publishing, I think, uh, to coincide with the print release of second edition. Monsters and other childish things. It's going to be called right now. The working title is a curriculum of conspiracy. It look it's a about a conspiracy of uh, evil wizards uh, in a middle school posing as teachers to steal monsters away from their kids. And uh, all right, Ross, big famous now. I know my whole PDF publication. Yeah, my start. You're going to get girls in truckloads. Oh yes, yeah. That PDF RPG publishing man. That just. Really skanky girls, but you know. <laughs> yeah. But anyways. you have to take what you also, can get. Also, uh, an article I wrote for Knights of the, Knights of the Dinner Table uh, back in like August of last year. It just got published in uh, issue one thirty four. Uh, so go pick that up. And I wrote an article, uh, Game Master's Workshop: How to Break in the New Guy, How to uh, Incorporate a New Player into Your Campaign, which we've well, had to do many times. And so I'm. Uh, I'm hoping we're past the point now where Ross is blatantly self-promoting himself. So, well, I don't get any money from nights at the dinner table. I just want people to know how awesome I am because I get you know stuff published. Unlike you know, um, some other people who might be I don't know on this podcast talking, not publishing. How you doing, Tyler? 
Ross, doing their I give you nothing but love. Why do you constantly belittle I, me? I'm sorry. I can't hear you, Tom. Uh, the voices of the unpublished are so tiny and hard to hear. <laughs> How you you need me, Ross. <laughs> you need me. Yeah, I guess so. In a totally platonic way. Okay, I wasn't even thinking about that. <laughs> well, you we brought that shit Hey, up. we're doing adult themes and situations, Tom's, and I went there. I went for the gold. My God. Anyways, um, let's see here. What else? Uh, and again, we, as we mentioned, we're a part of the Goblin Broadcast Network, which is uh, you get all your awesome RPG podcasts, and they're pretty cool. And as Ross had to tell me, it's Goblin, not Goblins. It's singular. Well, you got to be correct, you know? I mean, I'm. oh, by the way, I'm writing for Broken Frontier, not Broken Frontiers. This is a big comic book you know, website talking about web comics and stuff. And uh, Or they talk about all kinds of comics. I'm writing about web comics. So. Good I, for you. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting. I'm, I'm just blown up. Anyways. Yeah, you're still living in this crappy apartment. It's a nice apartment, Tom. It's a townhouse. It's two stories. Two stories of crap. <laughs> All right. I, I and once again, we're, we're now like this is our example of when of when maturity goes away. Yes, uh, as in most games. So um, that's a really good segue there, Tom. We're well, going to be talking. I'm a about, writer. Yeah, really, I an unpublished t- writer. <laughs> It's a low. I'm a low level writer, Ross. Uh, yes, you noob. Anyways, um, so maturity, adult themes and situations. Um, they do have a place in games. I'm not going to be saying like a, a total prude and say, "Oh my God, how dare you!" Or well, trust me, like we don't sit around in smoking jackets and yeah, you know, tweed sweaters, pipes, pipes, to- and talk about the Harvard Review of Books. No, that that that's lame. Yes, we we instead we dress in we dress. In <laughs> oh, have you seen the new Schopenhauer analysis? <laughs> oh, I thought it was quite wordy. Yes, uh, material dialectics. And it's like Dianetics, dialectics. Oh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> words. Anyways, um, L. Ron Hubbard went to the cupboard to fetch his old dog a bone. So, and on the other hand, I'm not going to be saying, you know, oh my God, your game doesn't cover all the adult situations. It's not very mature with all kinds of stuff. You're well, just yeah. unworthy. You're playing well, wrong. Yeah. We, we assume you know, of all of you collectively know all of the adult themes. We're not going to cover them all. Right. Well, I mean, the main things, usually when people say adult themes, they mean, you know, sex and relationships. And, you know, it's to not a lesser just that. Ex- to a lesser extent. I mean, those are the big ones. To but. a lesser extent, violence, but that's, I think I think <laughs> every single game out there th- has loads of that. Yeah, even uh, 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 Polaris, the icebreaker, which is about, you know, relationships, that's really about violence. It's all metaphor, I'm telling you. It's, it's, it's a metaphor. Yeah, metaphor. What's a metaphor? It's like a metaphor, only, oh, only different. Yeah, for hillbillies. Yeah, yeah, and the president. (laughs) Uh, Nice singer there, Tom. Um, You bet. So, but yeah, primarily we're talking about sex and relationships here. Yeah, and the main thing is they really can enhance the games. I mean, I've played in games where they've been in uh, a long-running mage campaign that you know the the relationship really enhanced it. A lot of plot lines came out of it, and uh, it really made the game more real. Um, but its success requires maturity on the part of the well, players it's, and GM. It, and it's not just that, because, you know, as a GM, I haven't really run many games where these issues have come up. And it's because most of my campaigns tend to be pretty short. I mean, like well, two months. It's why relationships work in movies. They last two hours long. Yeah. I mean, um, 
the longest campaign I've run, actually, the single longest campaign has been seven months, and that was the Masks and I or Lothotep, but and that that's, was running but, a very specific campaign. And, of course, relationships really didn't... I think the only relationship that was really came into play was ours with the original dead guy in New York. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's just... Uh, in order to really have those sort of themes really pay off in a game, you really have to build your player characters and not just like add experience points or whatever to them, but like build their history, their relationships with the other PCs, uh, you know, fleshing them out, if that makes sense. Does it, does yeah, that, obviously. Yeah. And, and you can't do someone, that overnight. And of course, in some games, just don't allow you to do it at all. Yeah. It's really hard to build backstory to a Call of Cthulhu character. Oh, you can. It's just not recommended. Or advisable or time, you know, time Honestly, efficient. though, actually, in most games, it's really not recommended. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but the guys who write 20-page backstories for their characters, I mean, like... The whole point of gaming is to game with other people. If you're writing a backstory for your character that that's long, you you know nobody's going to read that. Nobody's going to pay attention to it. And of course, if you write the backstory, you also have to watch out for the people that have Indiana Jones as a father, right? <laughs> Witchblade. Oh yeah, come on, yes. that's awesome. Yes, uh, <laughs> you need to watch the Bad Player, which is our previous episode. In case watch you it. Yes. To it. Anyways, um, the thing is. It takes time to build up a character uh, to make him really interesting, make him really well developed in terms of personality, uh, history, and whatever. I mean, I I'm of the school that believes that your character's real story, the most important part of your player character, your PC, doesn't begin until the game actually starts. I don't care what your backstory is or how cool it is or whatever. It doesn't matter until you actually get him involved in the game. You know, until he actually yeah. is playing with other... I think that's more real than whatever you write by yourself. Because it's a collaborative medium. I mean, it's a collaborative, you know, format, whatever you want to call it. You know, you're playing yeah. with other people, a game master and several other players. And, and I mean, that's what counts. Yeah, actually, I I, told, I have a game I'm running based on Gargoyles. And we've been playing that for a better part of two and a half years now. And the players in that are very attached to their characters and are very well fleshed out. See? I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Um... It takes time. You can't, you know, when you start a character, no matter how much backstory or whatever you do for your character, it's just, you know, stats on a page page until you have those memories of those adventures that you've had where you really ro rolled well, you defeated the bad guy, you critically failed and yet survived or whatever else. That's what counts. Uh, so, I mean, that's the whole point of gaming. I think. Well, not yeah. the whole point, but that's but that's the thing. We're still talking about relationships. You still yeah. have to have some maturity for that. Yeah, definitely. You need a sort of baseline. You're only as mature as your least mature player. Which, yeah, ask anyone who's been in a group. There's probably there's that one. There's always that guy. That guy. Which is me, if I'm playing, usually. Uh, well, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> in the World War II game, groups game I'm playing right now, I'm the jackass who's screaming at the Nazis that were fighting, cursing their name, and obsessing about panzers because they break glass vials. In my or that one D20 Modern you were in where all the other players were deep in discussion trying to learn about this ancient mystery, and you were playing a kobold, rollerblading across the bar tail, <laughs> shooting guns in the air. Honestly, I don't remember me. I wasn't intentionally being a jackass. It just came to me. So uh, It comes naturally to you. Yeah, thanks, son. You bet. <laughs> so the thing is that, and, especially, and God help you if the least mature person at the table is the game master. Oh, dear God. Yeah, I mean, uh, you were telling me a little earlier about one game you were playing in where that happened, and... Uh, yeah, that that yeah. really sucks. The uh, Hannibal Lecter. Oh yeah, it was um, 
back in, it was back in my dark palladium days. <laughs> we were playing uh, ninjas and super spies. And we were playing, like most of you are all playing super sleuth type characters, you know, super detectives. And we had just gotten a done from a really good part of the campaign. We were going after this, uh, like, master bank robber thief who would, right. you know, like, breaks into banks at night, breaks security systems. We had to set up an elaborate trap for him, and that was just cool. But then he sends us from that to tracking a serial killer slash serial rapist. All right. And going into grisly details, and, and so sometimes he would kill someone in the place and then rape somebody else and then the GM sent us to interview the women who have been raped and none of us I mean first of all even worse he dropped this completely by surprise on us uh, and if, I think if you're going to bring in rape yeah, murder murder's okay well, but especially rape yeah rape yeah that's and talking to the victims big, of it you, yeah, no, no. you need to let them know ahead of time yeah yeah you can't yeah don't you can't go from Ocean's Eleven right to uh Silence of the Lambs. Exactly. And not just Silence of the Lambs, more like, you know, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Which yeah. Really, or Cannibal Holocaust. I mean, you really don't want to make <laughs> yeah. You don't want to shift genre that much. That's just a but, violation. But the thing that. is, though, we were, we were all teenager, th- teenagers. I think I was 14 at the time. Wow. So we were all really deep into middle school sexual jokes and innuendo kind oh, yeah. of stuff. And believe me, nothing will kill inter- interviewing a rape victim from the GM trying to role play a rape victim using only the sexual slang of a of a 13 to 14 year old. Wow. All of you were like 13 14. Yeah. Yes, all well, one player was one player was 15. See, that's what people, you know, when people say I'm good this is going to be an adult mature that usually is, you know, like I'm going to be like the, you know, uh, uh, Sin City, ultra violent, super sex, you know, that kind of crap. Which, that that's gaming. Yeah. I'm that, so, I, I don't I don't want to break your heart. Maturity hearts. doesn't really necessarily mean, you know, Frank Miller. In fact, it right. shouldn't In mean. fact, um, for all those game masters who think it is, I'm sorry that you're not being mature. Yeah. Yeah, I could see how that game would die. That, that really must have sucked. It did. Yeah. So, uh, that's the thing. You, you really... Um, while it can really enhance a game, I mean, again, that the mage campaign I played in, like, there's one character who had a soulmate, and there's this whole quest about him trying to get her get her back from the um, syndicate, the technocracy. Right. And uh, there's another character who had a relationship with a piece NPC, and it, you know, it really it really helped, you know, uh, uh, make the game more alive. And uh, it's. You know, you just got to make sure that, you know, you're not going to have the, you know, the Beavis and Butthead guys. You know, uh, basically, you know, giggling incessantly every time every time someone says pee-pee. Yeah. Uh, or, and, you know, if you're not having fun, if you're like, oh, and then the killer, you did this horrible, unspeakable thing, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, you're not having fun. You're just like, ugh, that, that's gross. You know, that's- you know and you know, also, like, you know, mature violence is hard to do because... It's really hard to keep a straight face when you're discussing like a, a graphic crime scene, you know, and not suddenly just have just devolve into. And then there's there's fucking blood all over the wall and shit, and it's like it's like fucking gore, like blew her fucking boobs off. Yeah, that kind of. I that, mean, that that that's what's going to devolve to. I mean, and to be honest, I mean, I brought up mature other, not just well, I guess sort of mature topics like in the transhuman space game I ran recently. I brought up like the players had to infiltrate the space station where all these rich you know, really evil, perverted, eccentric people were paying to ha- uh, uh, for the privilege of hunting down children and killing them, you know. In, like in, in a VR thing. simulator, yeah. but 
if you kill them in if you kill them in the VR simulator, yeah. then they would be instantly killed where they were hooked up in real life. Yeah, and I had gotten this idea from a manga, and I really didn't dwell on it. I just you know made it sort of like a fairy tale, sort of like this sort of unreal kind of thing. And but it was still very evil. But players, and, and it worked. It worked. It got us. It gave a sense of urgency that we need to fix this right now. Yeah. So again, that you see, and that really helps the suspension of disbelief. That really helps get the players involved in the game. You just. The, I think the thing is you need to have a very light touch. You need to know what the level of your uh, players are in terms of yeah, maturity. I, and then just less is more. Yeah, don't wield that shit with a heavy hand. Oh, God. Yeah, that that will kill a game. Remember, this is too, this is an escapist uh, 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 hobby. This and is often the, the, the mature things are the stuff you're trying to escape from usually. Relationships yeah. and things and shit like that. But, oh, by the way, Ross. Yeah. I know we're talking about adult themes in games, so yeah. someone has to bring it up, so I guess I will. Okay. Have you looked through the book of erotic fantasy? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I have to ask. I just, I do. Yeah, I, I, I've, uh, um, I, I got a PDF of it. Uh, Chris sent it to me. Uh-huh. Or he burned it onto his That, that sounds like Chris. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, pretty interesting uh Interesting uh, isn't exactly the word I would use. (laughs) Honestly, I thought it could have been worse. I thought it could have been a lot worse. What's that game you mentioned that you actually have a a table for your nipple, Hugh? (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, FATAL. Uh, That's an acronym. I forgot what it's like. Fantasy, adventures, lechery, and something like that. I I can't even remember what it is. D&D TNA. Yeah. You can't, like, the website's down. It's like, if you go to RPG.net, there's a whole... Just look on there. There's a whole everyone. That's like the game that shall not be named. I mean, it's so. <laughs> it, it, I've looked through a PDF of that as well, and it's pretty fucked up. Nipple hue. Uh, anal circumference. <laughs> Seriously, that's a stat. That's a stat that penis you penis shape. And- um, I remember that. Just, I just anal circumference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that that. Yeah, that's really important to know in a game. Anyways, um, well, it's always one of the first. Again, so I think that the cue is find out what the comfort level of your players are, and um, again, less is more. Just a li- even a touch of it can really enhance a game. Like I just hinted at child abuse. Well, I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't really well, get well, into well, the reality well, of it. it well, was I mean, well, we didn't see any kids get abused yeah. or killed. Yeah, but I mean, they knew it was evil, and I didn't dwell on it. I didn't say, "Oh, this innocent child is suffering and suffering." And looks up at you with little child eyes, saying, "Please help yeah. me! I don't want to die." And I didn't make anyone uncomfortable. I just—they knew it was there, and that was enough. They were really motivated to get these guys. Yeah, or doing that childlike voice for yours. I want my mommy. Yeah, and it's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, and um, oh, what else? Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, less is more, and you don't need to have it in there. But uh, oh, one last thing, though. I think sometimes maturity, you know, adult themes and situation can really enhance a game um, if you if you don't look at the obvious stuff, not the scintillating stuff, sex and relationships. Like, one show that I'm watching right now is The Wire on HBO. <laughs> I've just been going, and yeah, Tom knows, I've just been like, oh my god, it's so good, you need to watch it. And The Wire is a very realistic show. It talks, looks at the inner city crime, and the corrupt politics of Baltimore and just the institutional. And it, this is the boring stuff, but it's adult, it's mature because it's talking about how, you know, uh, the police are just obsessed with getting their stats up to investigate crime, that they'll manipulate, they'll do whatever they can to keep their stats up so they can get promotions. And the drug dealers are all doing all this other stuff. 
those are really good topics. That's really good material for a game. And that's adult. That's mature. That's not, you know, that's realism. And that will, I'm going to put that in my Majestic 12 game, that sort of institutional politics. These people who have petty squabbles and they're you personal know, abusing. Agen- personal agendas. Exactly. And that, that, so look at, you know, real stuff. Look at mature, you know, look at documentaries. Look at reality and just pull stuff from that and put it in your game. So that's another sort of adult topic situation that really enhances the game corporate fraud kind of shit yeah and that's something anyone can get yeah i mean um and most of the people have experienced that too yeah. whether yeah exactly i mean you can watch the wire and be like ah oh, that's my boss even he's not a police you know commissioner you right? know the, the the store manager at the walmart i work yeah, at who yeah. just dicks around people's manipulative and but just but the one with the district manager shows up he and, is just yeah. he is kiss ass McS- kiss yeah. ass mcsucky yeah. the politics alone and you know that's not all i mean there's all kinds of mature sort of you could take you know the plot of any uh you know you could take war and peace and turn it into a great D campaign i bet yeah and they got the stuff about and i know it's a little melodramatic but soap operas too well that's not really mature well it's not it's 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 pretty comic booky but well yeah good uh, good dramas though you know well um i mean it's like it's good research material i guess maybe what not to do yeah that's true but if you look at good dramas you know and there's god knows how many um, you know, like you can especially take, on TNT. Yeah, like if TNT you look at the new movie, Charlie Wilson's War. I mean, that's about you know this one kind of sleazeball guy is like, hey, let's go kill, kick some commie ass, and you know, you actually pretty much ended helped end the Cold War. Exactly, and you could do a really great campaign based on that idea in, in any any genre, in fantasy, in modern, in sci-fi. And if you can't do it, I can just send us a comment. I'll make it, and you know, you give me the genre, I'll do it. I'll convert it. That's a promise. Okay, Ross has a personal challenge here, people. <sighs> There's no prize or anything, except if you can think of something he can't make dramatic yeah. or like that, you'll have done something I'll Ross I'll try and make it like Charlie Wilson's War, but, you know, but with Wookiee. If Ross can't do it, you would not believe how about to blow that to his ego that would be. <laughs> oh yes, my, I'm a published writer. Oh, my God. If... To get, get Ross to cry. Yeah, take this be, that, that, that would be your reward. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, and if, he, if you if we if you make him cry, we will take a picture of it and put it up on the website. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Yeah, uh, well, you volu- I just wanted to make it a little more interesting, Ross. All right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, uh, we'll be back in a little bit uh, with a letter from Tom, shoutouts, and gaming anecdotes. Stay tuned. <laughs> Dear Elithids, first off, let me just say that you are among my favorite of the evil monsters from D&D. I have loved facing off against you since the dark days of my first games back in the mid to late 1980s. I've always had a soft spot for good monsters, and your tentacled brain-eating brethren have never disappointed. In fact, I have to say that the only possible competition to your place as fit my favorite evil monsters of all time are the Yuanti and the Beta Zoo, especially Pit Fiends. Mmm, Pit Fiends. But fear not, you are still number one. Of course, anyone who's ever encountered you knows what a royal pain in the forehead you can be. I have lost many a character to your infamous mind blast and brain extraction combo. Though I mourn the loss of a character every time your slimy tentacles burrowed into my skull and sucked out the brain like the pimento of a bloody olive, I also smiled as I knew I met my end by a truly evil creature worthy of my hate. I've been felled by lesser monsters, to be sure, like the time I was rent to pieces by a doped-up garillon. But I never got the same feeling of disgust and hate that I got from you. So fuck those furry, forearm douchebags. Fuck them in their stupid primate ass. 
Now, I would, I would never deign to try to tell you how to do your jobs. You pull off the role of evil aberration from the Underdark with a level of art that can only be described as virtuoso, but I believe there is always room for improvement. Indeed, the moment you get complacent in your level of evil, that's when some up-and-coming aberration like the Niyogi try to one-up you. So to avoid that terrible fate, let me offer some advice to keep your evil edge. I know that will be hard, as you already enslave lesser races, which are any other race but you, and make thralls out of them or herd them like brain cattle. That is truly inspiring, but I think you can do more. My suggestion would be this. Instead of enslaving all races to serve as labor and food, engage in unfair business practices with your neighbors. That's right, a little good old-fashioned corporate callousness and ruthlessness. Instead of using your thralls to do the menial tasks that are so very beneath you, why not outsource them as cheap, unquestioning labor to other villains and warlords? After all, it's a little hard to complain about low pay and poor working conditions when you have no free will. Another thing you can do is hire your own PR and spin team. Use these masters of bullshit to make your images sparkling clean to those in power. After all, what powerful ruler will finance raids into the Underdark when you are on such good terms with them? In fact, hire out some of your cheap labor thralls to them. Trust me, you can't imagine a better evil PR advertisement than one with you sitting on a comfy chair next to the warlord of some evil empire sipping drinks and watching hordes of mindless thralls doing the work that guilds used to do only for 100% less pay. You've already got the fear part of the equation down, that's for sure. If you truly want to be evil legends, not only do the people need to whisper dark tales about you to scare children, they must also come home and bitch and grumble about you the same way they would about upper management from Walmart. Then, and only then, will your evilness be supreme. That was uh, another letter from Tom. Um, you never get tired of him, do you, Ross? No, of course not, because you work cheap. In other <laughs> words, you work for free. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah. It's I do it out of love. Yes. For the game, right? Good God. What, the, what else? What were you thinking? <laughs> Again, adult themes and situations. All right. All right. Um, all right. And, of course, now we have shout-outs. Uh, my shout-out for this uh, particular episode is Horribleville, a... A uh, very weird little webcomic by a uh, young artist named Casey Green. Um, he does, it's sort of an autobiographical comic, but it's very weird. Instead of talking about, whining about his life and things like that, he uh, tries to punch out planes because uh, his he has to out-nuts his uh, cat. His cat, Dootsie. Dootsie, yes. Uh, it's and there's so much other weirdness. I mean, I can't even begin to describe it. Uh, except uh, my favorite, one of my favorite that I remember recently is, um, oh, oh, there's an automatic door. It failed to open for me. What does it think I'm not worthy? And then he throws a mailbox through it. Well, who hasn't done that? Yeah, stupid glass doors won't open for me. I hate them. Damn it. Yeah. Anyways, um, so that's my shout out. How about you, Tom? I have a couple. Oh yeah. I like to give out one to I I do this to books that I buy that I find interesting and I recently bought the uh, Tyrants of the Nine Hells from uh, D&D. Right. And you know the Book of Vile Darkness, I think we were all kind of almost required to buy that one because it's, you know, horrible graphic evil and I didn't have to buy it. Well, you're not human, Ross, so. <laughs> Wouldn't it make me more human to not buy something called the Book of Vile Darkness than I don't know, Ross. What do you think? I think it makes me better than you. Maturity. Yes, <laughs> but no. I but I really like I really like the uh, you know demons and devils and hells and and that's you know that's really good details for sh- stuff that like that. 
I'd also like to give a one to my own webcomic, Aliens Love Predator. Trust well, me. Not your webcomic. No, just this a webcomic. A webcomic that I really like. Yes. Which is about a uh, like an alien and a predator living in an apartment in New York. And he uses it's all, all photographs with action figures. That's that what I thought. Yeah, I've read that. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, it's not up to horrible Bill standards, but you know, well, you I'm, plebeians well, that, need something to read. Ooh, plebeians. <laughs> yeah, big word. Well, okay, and uh, what does that make you, Ross? Uh, I I am Spartan. Are you a patrician? Is yeah. that it? Yeah, I'm a super patrician. I'm a mega patrician. All right. Wait, do you what? Wait, do you? I'm a ninja. Wait, wait, wait to use the terms for so, the social uh, social classes in ancient Rome. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, that was yeah, part but, of Sparta, right? That was Greece. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> I get my history from the movies. I can tell. <laughs> but anyway, but no, Aliens Lost Predator, it's a great comic. Check it out. All right. Um, yeah, and we'll have the links up on the entry, uh, so it's all good. And, of course, leave comments for whatever you like about dislike about our tastes in popular media and the Internet. But, you know, positive comments. We, we oh, come on. I could take a couple flames. What are you, little girly boy? Little girly boy? You Speaking of girly boys and boys in general, that brings us to our anecdote. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, and not in a sexual way at all. What is it with you and sex, Ross? You keep you have to you have to like clarify that with everything you talk about. Uh, this is not it's in a episode. sexual way. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I, this is so easy. But like, are you gonna go through a drive? Like your mom. Are you gonna go through so a drive-through? Like I like to order a cheeseburger in a non-sexual way. Yeah, I like to order a hot dog, put it in a nice hot bun, <laughs> in a taco. Oh man, I'm, maturity. Yeah. All right. That's why. Okay. This. That's the real reason why we don't do adult. <laughs> That would be making all kinds because, of horrible because, jokes. Because we have some childlike giggling every time anyone mentions pee-pee parts. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm Batman. Cody would... Oh, good God. Ernie Hudson. Hepatitis C. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, our gaming anecdote. Um, a good friend of ours who was actually one of the players in the Delta Green Eyes Only yes. uh, one-shot. Matt Down, download it so you can hear his voice. Um, he um, was the one who got his hand crushed in the game. Um, yes, indeed. And then wind up getting abducted by the Migu. Oh my God! Spoiler. Um, <laughs> he, uh, of course, uh, yeah, is Br- now a grad student in the uh, University of Kentucky, somewhere in not Kentucky. here. Somewhere not here. Yeah, he used to be Missouri State undergrad, political science, uh, and he would run games. And Tom and I would go to these games and play in them because, every week because it was something to do and it was fun. And we have no other life outside that. I do. Only you don't, Tom. Oh, man. I know. Damn. Yeah. Anyways, uh, one of the games he ran was Mech Warrior because he's a big Mech Warrior fan. I got a lot of I got a lot of friends who are. Yeah. And um, this is one of the older Mech Warriors. I forgot which one. It was one of the 80s ones, I think, or early 90s. I don't know. One of the, not the most recent. Around the one when the Super Nintendo game came out. Yeah. Yeah, that would be in the 90s. Yeah, Early nineties. Yeah. So we were all guys fighting other guys on a planet. Yeah. Several pl- planets. We went to several planets. <laughs> okay. And we had the whole Razzle Hugh is we what he named. I remember he named it Razzle Hugh. That's probably I think a real planet name in the mech war. Who I don't know. I don't read them. We had a hex map. It was a hex map, right? It was yeah, yeah, we had it was hex map. Hex maps. Except I was flying a fire plane. Yeah, and I was. Way, I think what the hell I, was I? Was I? I wasn't a mech. I was a bomber. No, no, you I? were a mech. I was a mech. Yeah, you were. Really? No, wait, no. Or were you, were you like a more like a tank? 
I, I was not a mech. I remember that. You might have been like an armored tank vehicle or something. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, but I was the only aircraft. Matt, Matt's a good, uh, pretty above average GM overall. I mean, he's not flawed. It's just his games aren't very hard. Uh, no, um, they're pretty easy. The difficulty level set on easy. Yeah, with you know cheat codes on. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so possibly even using trainers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but whatever. We had a great fun because Tom and I would just do stupid shit. All the time. Yeah. By the way, I th- I know I've mentioned this before. Can I just mention it again? Yeah. When you're, you don't fly a fighter bomber plane in Mech Warrior. Yeah. Because you have one attack and then you have to spend six turns getting back into firing position. Yeah. So the whole for that whole time, like when everyone's doing, they're like, I've like fire my quad lasers. I'm like, I'm flying my plane. <laughs> gotta make. I got. Oh, I missed my bombing. Oh, I failed. I failed one roll, so my bombs missed. So I have to spend three rounds turning around. Three rounds heading back. back and yeah. Oh, battle's over because the mech like, warrior just you. sat there and shot every round. Oh, yeah. like wonderful. Thank you. So, anyways, um, for some reason, we just chatter at the table while the battle is going on, and we just like turn into well. well I, th- I think obviously it was you know. The same thing happens a lot of games. When it's not your turn, you tend to yeah, get bored. Especially when individual turns take a long time. <laughs> no joke. So be uh, um, for some reason we just start talking like hillbillies. Be like you, you little fancy boy. No, little- I remember it came out because it was that happened when we were going after that one uh, enemy leader who had like the really expensive, you know, like expensive uniform and armor with the expensive katana. Yeah, and uh, I think I, I don't know who said it first. Yeah. You were, I think it, might, it was either you or me. Yeah. But yes, that that phrase came out. You and your little suit and your little katana, you little fancy boy. You and think for you're some, so special? Yeah, you little fancy boy. And yes, fancy boy became something we did every <laughs> minute of every day. <laughs> Just all throughout the game. It's like, oh, uh, the enemy mech shoots at you. Oh, look at you. Look at little fancy boy. Fancy boy with these little particle beam cannons. Fancy boy. Fancy boy. I go on the radio and <laughs> deride him as a fancy boy. And then we actually say, hey, can we, like, can we make him make like a morale check to see if we pissed him off? Yeah. Fancy boy. Fancy boy. You have to say it just like that. You can't, you can, say, you can't say it any other way. It can't be fancy boy or fancy boy. Or fan, fancy boy. No, 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 no. It's fancy, fancy boy. boy. Yeah, little, it's almost like one. It's almost one word. Yeah. So, uh, and that was, you know, Matt's games are also good for the blaster rifles, the organ, but, organ harvesting. It's just, that was the thing for the Mech But Fancy camera. Boy survived way past that game, yeah. even now. Yeah. We can literally, we, I don't, we can be doing anything, and one, one of us can just blurt yeah. out Fancy Boy, yeah. and <laughs> we will have to take a five-minute break, <laughs> because uh, it's going to devolve into a back-and-forth Fancy Boy thing. Fancy Boy. Your little computer, your little podcast, your little Fancy Boy. Look at y'all, like you know. y'all downloading with your DSL fancy boy system. Fancy boy. All right, so yeah, that's uh, our little gaming anecdote, a little part of our gaming history. So it's from us to you. Yes. So all for all of you fancy boys out there uh, who are downloading uh, this stuff on your fancy boy system and your, your fancy boy iPods. Yeah. Uh, we uh, uh, say do for now for this uh, was episode seven uh, adult themes and situations for role playing public radio, and uh, we'll see you in two weeks or so. Dosvidanya. All right. Glasgow. <laughs>